Powell's saying that home buyers need a reset. And I totally agree with him. I mean, I'm not, I, I've not been a fan of this market, not because of anything wrong. It's just inventory collapsed. Yep. And they don't know any other way to solve that unless they get rates up higher, right? And what's happened? Rates got up higher. What's happening? The housing market's cooling down. What's going on? Inventory's rising. That's kind of their job. Hey folks, this is Clayton Collins, CEO at HW Media. And today I'm joined by Logan Motoshami, lead analyst at Housing Wire. On a pretty historic day, today the Federal Reserve increased its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points. This is the largest single increase since 1994. Logan joins us to talk about the relationship between the Fed funds rate and mortgage interest rates, some common misconceptions. We also talk about how some of the guidance that was included in the press release following this interest rate hike might impact the housing market and different predictions on what's to come. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Logan. Rocket Pro TPO is delivering more for partners with Cruise. It's a dedicated team of experts who help you navigate the mortgage process. You have direct access to underwriters, closing specialists, and purchase title coordinators working on your loans from start to finish. That means more accessibility, efficiency, certainty, and speed. Cruise is your team that knows your business. To learn more, visit rocketprotpo.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states in MLS number 3030. All right, folks, we are back with Logan Motoshami. Um, he's been a, an guest on, on housing news and, and housing wire daily um, for the last several years, but especially the last few weeks as we've been going through some, some pretty tumultuous times in the housing industry. And we're recording this episode on Wednesday afternoon, June 15th. We're just about two hours past the, the Fed's most recent announcement of their 75 basis point hike to the Fed funds rate and bringing in Logan to talk with us about the Fed's impact on mortgage rates and the overall housing market. And Logan, I think it's an important place to start and kind of lay the groundwork for explaining the relationship between the Fed funds rate and mortgage interest rates. There's some common misconceptions out there, and I think it would be smart to talk about what the relationship between these rates is. Well, when you look at when you look at the history of uh, mortgage rates, they really move hand in hand with the 10-year yield. Uh, if you look at a chart from 1975 to 2022, they kind of coalesce together. The mortgage-backed security market, of course, you know their purchases that started in uh, 2010. That's designed to kind of keep the system fluid uh, and, and prevent it from having you know uh, kind of a, a chaotic period in time. So we've obviously seen that uh, that the mortgage-backed security market is stressed. But really, it's it's really the ten year yield, and I think a good example for me to give people is that back in 2013, the federal funds rate was zero, but mortgage rates went a one percent move higher uh, because the ten year yield went from one sixty to three percent. So right now, the ten year yield is three three point three zero percent. Mortgage rate pricing got worse because we're heading into the Fed. The Fed is talking about hiking rates aggressively. And after they hiked, the 10-year yield fell 20 basis points from the recent high from last night. So when we look at 
the Federal Reserve, bond markets, where we are, inflation has really taken uh, a stronger uh, route, especially after the energy uh, crisis with the invasion of Ukraine. But we always have to remember that our sanctions against Russia, Russia is part of that equation as well. It's not just a direct war. The Federal Reserve is really trying to get a grip on inflation, and they're willing to take a little bit more economic pain than traditional uh, times. I think Powell's talked about, well, home buyers have to have a reset. Uh, they are not very happy with the home price inflation like someone else here who doesn't like to see that kind of home price growth because inventory levels are too low. So they want to create some balance. So they're talking very aggressively. Uh, but still, as long as it's where the 10-year yield goes directionally, will tell you where mortgage rates goes, the mortgage-backed security market is very stressed right now. So that's why we have a big deviation, especially in the more chaotic times coming to this Fed rate hike where after the hot CPI inflation, the headline inflation was hotter than what people uh, anticipated. The core inflation data, the rate of growth is slowing. So we had a lot of activity uh, in the last few days. Um, but one thing that, you know, how I look at this is we're in a tug of war state right now. The Federal Reserve wants to kill inflation, but that's going to mean the economy is getting weaker. We had weaker retail sales. We had weaker uh, housing uh, confidence index for the builders. Those are going down. Home sales are going down because rates are going up. Fed doesn't really care at this point. They want to get inflation down. They want to stop that. So to create balance, they're going to talk really tough. But at some point in the future, if the economic data gets worse and the labor get market gets worse, they're willing to tolerate maybe a little bit higher unemployment. But when there is a noticeable deceleration in the rate of growth of inflation, uh, uh, they'll change their tune a little bit in response to the weaker economy. So we're just in this very unique battle right now between the Fed jawboning and raising rates faster to us seeing the economic data get slower and all this conflict that it creates. The Fed is raising rates aggressively into weaker economic data and an inverted yield curve. So traditionally, we're not used to that. So a lot of a lot of noise around the Federal Reserve now that we're not accustomed to uh, in the last uh, 10 to 15 years. So, Logan, you mentioned some of the talking points that came out of the Fed and, and some of the signaling. And the headlines today and, and tomorrow will, will all be about this 75 basis point hike. There's a lot of other details that come out of the FOMC meeting and the following press conference. What were some of the metrics and talking points that you paid close attention to as they relate to housing? I mean, Powell saying that housing needs or home buyers need a reset. And I totally agree with them. I mean, I'm not, I, I've not been a fan of this market, not because of anything wrong. It's just inventory collapsed. Yep. And they don't know any other way to solve that by unless they get rates up higher, right? And what's happened? Rates got up higher. What's happening? The housing market's cooling down. What's going on? Inventory's rising. That's kind of their job. So, um, you know, what we saw early in 2022 was unbelievable 20% home price growth again. Uh, so for me personally, like I've talked about on Housing Wire since 2020, when the 10-year yield could get above 1.94%, which means 4% plus mortgage rates, the housing market will change or will cool down. Now we're at 6%. Purchase application data is down 16.75% on a four-week moving average year over year. Uh, the builder's confidence is falling. Production is going to hold back on them. 
These are things that they're willing to tolerate just to get more inventory, at least when they're looking at the housing market right now. It's not so much about the production of homes. We couldn't even finish these homes on time anyway. So they just want to cool things down in that regard. And I I don't disagree with them. Uh, What we saw was extremely savagely unhealthy home price growth. And, you know, like I've talked about, the only mechanism is higher mortgage rates because home sellers and builders had way too much pricing power as a collective whole. And they will push it to the extreme uh, because that's what they do. They're looking for the financial interest. And I think that's uh, that, that's something they they were not happy about. So if they seem a little bit not worried about the housing market, it's because they want this. They want a cooling down process. They want inventory up. They want a balanced housing market. And they don't really have any other mechanism outside of credit controls, which would take too long really uh, to do. So this is it. Bond yields and mortgage interest rates tend to price in expected movement in in rates and other economic drivers. And it seemed like part of Powell's messaging or, or part of Powell's messaging was that this 75 basis point increase may not be the last. And we might see another very similar, if not the same increase next month. How was that signal going to impact mortgage rates in the housing market? So bond yields rallied after the rate hike, after the conversation. So uh, it's not everyone hears what Powell's saying. And let me explain this in in a more historical context. We just had the hottest economic growth, which is cooling down. We just have the hottest inflation data that is, you know, uh, in this 21st century, and the 10-year yield is at 3.30%. You know, it historically would be, you know, 12, 13, something, something much higher than this. The bond market doesn't believe that the U.S. economy can stay in an expansionary mode with all these rate hikes and inflation. So it's finding a tug of war. The Federal Reserve has to catch up with all their rate hikes to what the bond market is always priced in. So there's a there's a very unique tug of war going on. When does the data finally turn so mortgage rates and bond yields can go down to reflect a slower economy? Because after the COVID uh, uh, fast recovery, eventually time we get back to a slower economy. That's what we are. That's what a lot of countries are. But we're dealing with a lot of issues on the inflation side that usually the Federal Reserve, you know, they raise rates, the dollar gets stronger. World growth slows down, oil prices crash. That's not happening right now. We got sanctions on Russia. So uh, we'll see what the rest of the year looks like. But if the economic data starts to fade, the Fed can talk or jawbone. But, you know, there's there, the bond market is speaking so loud that there's limits to what they can do without going into a recession. And uh, some of their talking points are, you know, kind of lagging behind. If you saw retail sales and builders confidence and purchase applications. So I think they know this. I think part of what the Fed does is, you know, they, they, they've got to talk a lot, talk, uh, jawbone the markets down. There was so much excess in certain parts of the stock market that they, they, they've got that down. Uh, uh, and their inventory is rising. So in their minds, even though they might not admit it, that's kind of what they want to see because that was the overheating aspect uh, of this recovery. Uh, the net wealth created or the stock market or even home price growth is not balanced. And they're trying to bring that back down to normal. So, Logan, great loan originators and real estate agents are tasked with helping their clients understand the current housing market. And we know that this Fed increase 
gets a lot of headlines across business press and consumer press. As a former originator yourself, how would you take the dynamic that we're in today and tr- relay that to the, the borrowers and potential home buyers that you used to work with? Basically, how do we take this FOMC announcement and translate it for potential home buyers who might not be the financial professionals that, that we are? Um, really is if the economy slows down, kind of the big rate move is, is already done with, you know, we just, we went from 4% to over 6% very fast. If the economy stays firm, uh, and inflation gets worse, then rates could go up higher. But a lot of the move is kind of already priced in and the mortgage backed security is already stressed. So I think trying to explain why did bond yields fall? Uh, after the 75% rate hike and after the aggressive rate talk, uh, uh, there's limits to how much higher rates can go. And this is, this is my belief. I just do not believe that the economy could stay strong enough to handle seven, eight or 9% mortgage rates with duration. We already see it in the data. The, the housing market is already, uh, uh, slowing down noticeably. Uh, the consumers are slowing down. You know, labor is the lagging indicator. That's still going. So the bond market is trying to find that equilibrium as well, mortgage rates as well. So until we have a clear definition on when the Fed finally says, okay, we got what we wanted, inventory is rising, home price growth is cooling down, crypto is blown up, the stock market is in a bear market, we, we did what we could do, and the growth rate of inflation is falling. Core inflation is what they want to see come down. It's starting, the rate of growth is starting to slow down a little bit. If they get more of that, you, you could see lower mortgage rates going out. But I'm not in the camp that believes that the economy is so strong that seven, eight, nine percent mortgage rates can happen and home buying still goes and retail consumption goes. Uh, I, I'm not in that camp at all. So, so bringing it back to consumer messaging, what, what I'm hearing from you, Logan, is you, you don't see a scenario where our economy and our housing market can can handle rates significantly higher than where we are today. So the market will likely find a leveling point around where we are now or lower. How does that, and we know how you feel about home price appreciation, but from a consumer lens, how should originators be talking to potential home buyers who might be on the fence if now is a great time to enter the housing market? Housing is a cost of shelter. So if rates go down, that's a payment you're buying. If you're trying to time a price market, you're not a home buyer, you're an investor. So uh, you want to keep an eye on that bond yield. The economic data gets weaker. Rates should go down. Um, inventory is increasing. So you have more choices. Right now, the, the, some of the housing data is even lagging. It's gonna, we're going to see more weakness in demand going out. So when that happens, inventory should increase. So there should be more supply. Uh, we're still at very extreme low levels. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, the, the Federal Reserve is not comfortable with, with inventory levels where they are right now still. But uh, in the future, if rates come back down, there's more choices for homes. So if you're a consumer, you're looking at this as, you know, less bidding, a good thing. Days on market should grow positive and we get back to a normal housing market. Uh, it'll take time, but still we're heading in the right direction. What you don't want to see is if rates for some reason come back down too fast and 
We're back down to low inventories again, and then we're all overbidding. The Federal Reserve does not want that again. And this is why part of the reason is talking aggressively. They don't want the stock market to rally too much or they want our rates to go back down. And we're back to our original problem uh, right now. So uh, it, it's, it seems kind of obvious. We're seeing weaker data, economic data, and they seem like they don't care. It's because inflation is their number one concern, and they want to get rid of some of the excesses. People don't talk about that as much. Uh, but they don't like home price growth where it was, and they didn't like what the stock market was doing. The wealth effect was too much for them. Logan, I know you recorded some content today with Mike Simonson from Altos Research. I know he does a lot of work around inventory. How are you anticipating the inventory curve to play out in the remaining of 2022? And if I understand the history of, of these data lines accurately, we usually see an inventory spike or like kind of peak at the end of the at the end of the summer. Um, do you think that curve will break this year, or we'll see a different trend play out? Usually, uh, inventory always fades in the fall and winter. Uh, the only time it typically does go higher is if there's kind of like a forced selling or some kind of event. I do believe inventory should grow year over year. Uh, for some time now, uh, and not just this year, but it should grow next year as well. Even if rates fell back down, the amount of price appreciation has mitigated some of the lower mortgage rate impact to a degree in the future. So uh, uh, inventory should be very seasonal still. We get that spring and summer peak, and then the fall and winter, it should fall back down. And then we start again. But the difference is now we're growing on a year-over-year basis. Where in 2020 and 2021, we were not growing, we're declining into the next year. And that's what we saw early in uh, 2022, where the housing market was crazy just because there's too many people chasing too few homes. That's changed. And as demand gets weaker, days on markets grow, growth rate of pricing will fall. Some of the case Schiller index is still lagging. That should change. So that's, that's what I'm looking for for the rest of the year. Uh, sales falling, days on market should grow, uh, uh, inventory picks up on a year-over-year basis. And then we're trying to work our way back up to pre-COVID levels, which would be still historically very low, but it would be somewhat of a normal market. Well, Logan, thank you for taking time to join us on this pretty historic day, the largest single basis point increase since 1994 and bringing some context and translation to how it impacts the housing market. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Bam. Now that is a wrap of this week's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Do me a huge favor and go to iTunes and rate this show. And if you leave a comment, you better tune in next week because you might get a shout out. Thank you.